Hello and welcome to a video game odyssey. I'm your host, Fergus Pearson, and today I'll be reviewing Grim Fandango. But before we get to that, let's get a brief synopsis of the game. Grim Fandango is a point-and-click adventure game released by LucasArts in 1998 for the PC. Tim Schafer, the lead designer of Grim Fandango, later spearheaded the cosmetic remastering of the game that was released in 2015. The game follows Manny Calavera, a Grim Reaper-dressed travel agent who is caught in a corporate scandal regarding the mistreatment of lost souls on their journey to the afterlife. The game blends visuals and motifs found in the Mexican Day of the Dead and the Hollywood film noir to create a distinctive universe. Grim Fandango takes around 12 hours to complete and is pitched at an above average difficulty level. Playing through Grim Fandango is quite a shameful experience. 17 years have passed between the game's initial release and its remastered reincarnation, and, in that time, for better or for worse, most things have remained the same. However, while one might anticipate butting heads with the genre's obscure logic or LucasArts's idiosyncratic nature, and thus suffer the pangs of guilt as bookmarks to online walkthroughs lead to undeserved shortcuts in progress, Few could predict the shame felt when the player, entranced by the exquisite and majestic surroundings of Rubicarva, comes to the conclusion that modern video games have still yet to surpass Grim Fandango's sense of place. Despite the best efforts of video game columnists who rightly celebrate the overall advancement of the contemporary narrative in mainstream gaming, few can hold a candle to Grim Fandango. Its story is one that does not attempt to break new ground, Rather, the game succeeds because it speaks of a modern vernacular in the guise of old Hollywood cinema. It conflates tropes of film noir and taps into the romance and raunchiness of the Roaring Twenties, all with a macabre slant that licenses LucasArts' expert writers to revel in gallows humour. Grim Fandango borrows and trades frequently but discernibly. It embraces conflicting themes and tones, while addressing that the protagonist's intents may not be the player's own. Its pairing of Manny, the jaded lead, with Glottis, the lovable companion, harks back to Bogart's Rick and piano-playing Sam in Casablanca, working to highlight each other's gentler side. Love interest Meche, while as sharp-tongued and strong-willed as any femme fatale, does not represent Manny's fear of castration, but rather acts as his catalyst freeing him from the clutches of city life and allowing him to confront himself in the wilderness of the petrified forest and legalised gambling. This framing of old tropes onto new media is also mirrored in Grim Fandango's design wherein the game sees LucasArts' first attempt into repurposing its game mechanics from a sprite-animated 2D world into a 3D-modelled, pre-rendered extravaganza. This added depth allows for more visually immersive locales, but subsequently makes navigating through these areas a little more cumbersome. Manny will get stuck in the scenery, 
the dynamic framing can make key items far too easy to miss, and interacting with specific objects can take many attempts as the player's cursor gets lost amongst the layers. Each of these niggles are forgivable, at first, but impatience can set in easily. One instance tasks the player with reaching higher ground, and yet the cursor refuses to recognise the nearby ladder, forcing the player to swap to the directional input to get the job done. While the occasional timed puzzle requires neither mouse nor directional input, but rather luck to allow the small load time between scene swapping to fall in the player's favour. What's worse is that these moments of unresponsiveness can, upon first meeting, appear difficult to decipher from LucasArts' patented, humorously obtuse puzzle solutions. The fact that the developers pride themselves on unconventional thinking and then butcher the more straightforward puzzles with poor signposting, control issues, or other inconsistencies almost undoes some of LucasArts' hard work elsewhere. Thankfully though, while these issues are apparent throughout the game, it is only the rarest instances that can cause a real hiccup in the player's progress, and, try as they might, these grievances pale in comparison to some of Grim Fandango's most ingenious moments. The best puzzles, including sparking a mutiny amongst worker bees, using anchors to rip a boat in two, or lodging fuel-filled balloons into postal tubes, all inhabit the same qualities. They work not simply because their solutions are elusive or come out of left field, but because they require meaningful character interaction, delicate foreshadowing, experimentation, and perseverance. Trickier puzzles also reward player progress through new scenarios, areas to explore, or the simple thrill of watching havoc ensue. One minute the player can be banging their head against the same few dialogue options, the next, they can be swept away into an entirely new and unpredictable locale, making friends with bizarre creatures that offset their peculiar appearance with all too relatable frailties. Either that, or a deep sea diver with barnacles for eyebrows. Grim Fandango sports mesmerising world building, an arresting art direction, a gradually unfolding narrative, and absurd but easy to invest in character arcs. However, what is more disappointing than the few contextual gripes detailed earlier is that the game completely omits any form of hint system. While some may cry that Grim Fandango was born of an age where such support was not commonplace, it seems a great shame to have such a memorable yarn be cordoned off by sudden spikes in difficulty. Though maybe that is a part of the beauty of Grim Fandango, the fact that Manny's struggle is the player's own, that such a narrative is not merely handed to the player, but instead must be earned. After all, would the previously low-achieving gambler Manny be worthy of love interest Meche, or a peaceful rest in the afterlife, had he, and by extension the player, not grown and adapted to overcome the most unlikely odds? Grim Fandango gets an 8 out of 10. An 8 represents a game I would strongly recommend to fans of the genre or series. The game also demonstrates enough high quality that I would even recommend the game to non-fans of the genre or series. 
This has been Fergus Pearson for a Video Game Odyssey. If you're enjoying the show, please feel free to either like or comment, or leave a review on either my iTunes, SoundCloud, or YouTube account. Thank you very much for listening, and I hope to see you next time for another review.